Welcome to the latest installment of The Curious Capitalist. The Curious Capitalist is a series of podcasts where we take the opportunity to not only speak to board members from the Conscious Capitalism Connecticut chapter, but also local business owners, startups and entrepreneurs from across the state of Connecticut. On this edition, we have the pleasure of speaking with Mark Argosh, who is the Executive Director of SVP Connecticut. Mark, hello to you. Hi, Claire. How are you doing today? Really well, thank you. Uh, It's a pleasure to have you with us on this edition of The Curious Capitalist. Thank you for finding the time to join us. Much appreciated. I want to find out a little bit more about you and the work that you're doing. So tell me, tell me a little bit about how you got to this point in your career. Thank you, Claire. Five years ago, I volunteered for Social Venture Partners and got drawn into its activities from the work that we're doing in consulting with nonprofits. And three years ago, became our first executive director. And so now this is my full-time work. SVP is uh, an organization that's fairly unique in that we are both a grant maker and a consultant to nonprofits and state government focused on closing the opportunity gap in Connecticut. And is it based just in Connecticut? I, I understand it's uh, certainly a little bit bigger than that. That's true. We are part of a global network with over 40 chapters in the U.S. and internationally. And it was formed in Seattle 20 years ago and has spread out from there. Each of the chapters are completely independent, but we do learn a lot with each other. And we all share a common focus on doing capacity building work with nonprofits. The SVP was formed by some Microsoft executives who wanted to do more than write a check. They wanted to roll up their sleeves and work hand in hand with nonprofits uh, and apply business skills to help nonprofits be able to achieve their goals and mission. That sounds fantastic. So before you got involved with SVP, what were you doing before then? Before then, I had a long career in management consulting and in banking and insurance. And way back when, I did nonprofit work between college and graduate school. So I'm in many ways kind of going back to my start. Absolutely. It's funny how things go full circle like that. So here's a question for you. If you could have dinner with any figure in history, who would it be and why? And what question would you ask them? Uh, I'm, I'm a big student of history, so would love to you know, sit down with uh, Winston Churchill or uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt and, and really understand, uh, ask them how they went about organizing and planning the war effort, given what a difficult effort that must have been in, in such a crisis. So, Mark, tell me a little bit about the work that you're doing now and how that has evolved over the last few years. Yes. Well, one thing that's really been interesting for me, Claire, is to get much more knowledgeable and engaged in our communities, you know, both where I live in Westport, but also more broadly across the state. It's very easy when you're involved intensively in a a job to not be aware of your neighbors next door. So, for example, Bridgeport, which is, or Norwalk, which is right next door to Westport. Uh, Many of my neighbors, including myself, are very unaware of how different life is for our neighbors. And this work has really enabled us to get deeply involved with nonprofits and with the people in these communities around the state. And I believe that we talk a lot about the opportunity divide. I think if people were more approximate with one another and really had an opportunity to kind of see the world through other people's eyes, a lot of these barriers would start to break down. 
And I think people would get much less separated from one another. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Absolutely. Thinking about the work that you, you've been doing, what would you say has been your greatest success story to date? We, um, have, our success has really been driven by the nonprofits that we're working with. And we have a number of great successes with individual nonprofits. For example, we work with a summer program for low-income children called Horizons. And we've been able to scale Horizons in Bridgeport and open up new sites and expand existing ones. And we're on the road to making available this summer program to a thousand children every summer from Bridgeport. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, which will pretty much guarantee these children a spot in college. Um, 99% of the students that participate in these summer programs, you know, it's every year from kindergarten all the way through high school, uh, end up in college and they start off below grade level. So there are a lot of examples at an individual level like that. Uh, in New Haven, we're working with We've worked with an organization for three years called All Our Kin, which supports family child care providers, where over half of families, you know, have their children taken care of by neighborhood family child care providers. And these are both entrepreneurial small businesses, mostly run by women. And they are also taking care of the poorest kids. And so they really have an opportunity to help children get ready for kindergarten through the educational programs. And we've been working with all our kin to scale their program statewide over the last several years. So that's another area that we're particularly proud of. And it's very important in this COVID time because if we're going to reopen the state, we need to be able to provide high quality child care for families. And this is a big challenge in our state right now. Absolutely. And it, finding good childcare, affordable childcare in times prior to COVID was tough enough, certainly going to be a, an issue, certainly for the future. So it's a fantastic project. And, and another uh, level that we work at is at the policy level, working with state governments. So an example of that is the governor launched uh, something called the Governor's Workforce Council uh, in, in November. And the purpose of this council, which is made up of business leaders and education leaders and government leaders, is to create a statewide workforce strategy that will help employers be able to meet their needs as far as labor and will create a lot more opportunities for people in our state to find gainful employment. We uh, at SVP are providing staff support to the Governor's Workforce Council and it's a one-year project where we're helping develop this plan and it will be really critical to recovery from COVID and also to creating a long-term plan to enable our economy to thrive and to provide a lot more opportunity for people. So at SVP, we have the opportunity as volunteers to work on nonprofit projects in communities, all the way up to working at a statewide level on policies and programs to really make our state better. Absolutely. What a platform to make real positive change, you know, statewide. That's a fantastic position to be in. Thinking about conscious capitalism here in Connecticut, how did you first hear about the Connecticut chapter of conscious capitalism? I learned about conscious capitalism through a couple of SVP partners. Larry Bingaman, who is the, I believe, the founder of Conscious Capitalism in Connecticut and the CEO of the Regional Water Authority, and, and J.P. Hernandez, who is an SVP partner and has been involved almost from the beginning and is running a social enterprise in the cleaning and maintenance space. 
And through them, I heard about the great work that conscious capitalism is involved in in Connecticut and nationwide. And it really aligns beautifully with uh, social venture partners uh, in that we're all focused on trying to engage the business community and really try to make Connecticut a better place for all stakeholders. We work kind of in a very complementary way, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. As I was listening to you speak, I was thinking it kind of dovetails so beautifully together. Thinking about the culture and leadership within SVP, and without sort of defaulting to the generic core values, what language do you use to describe the organization that is SVP? Does it have like a real definable character? Yeah, I think SVP is a community first and foremost of people who are working together and have real passion for improving uh, the quality of life in Connecticut. Uh, and they want to do so working in teams and, and working collaboratively with nonprofits, other stakeholders, government, education leaders. And so to do that, we have to approach the work with humility, uh, with patience. We can't come in as business leaders who are believing that we have all the answers. I would say that most of our SVP partners have been on a learning journey since they joined SVP through working closely with people that they might not have worked with before. We are data and metrics oriented, so that is one thing that is common probably between a business environment and the philanthropic work that we do. We think it's important to be accountable and to try to work to achieve results. But we do so in a way, very open-ended way. Uh, we believe that understanding the context in which our nonprofit partners are working and the challenges of their populations that they're working in are just as important as a number in really understanding the work and the results coming out of the work. How do you measure the return on that culture? You know, what is it worth, I guess, in financial terms, that culture of sort of inclusivity and community? You can measure that, I guess, in a few different ways. One is through the feedback we get from the leadership of these nonprofits. We just did a study where we hired a third party to interview all of the executive directors that we've worked with uh, over the last several years. And we heard things from that research around SVP being a trusted partner, being this resource that they really highly valued in a lot of different ways in terms of not just because of the work that we do, but just to be an advisor and counselor in dealing with different kinds of issues. They view us as a access point to access other organizations, other funders, and that the network really provides a lot of value to them. But then, of course, we also are looking at, you know, from a measurement standpoint, are we making a difference in terms of closing the opportunity gap? And that's a really hard thing to measure, Claire. We can look at it at a more micro level and looking at the results working with individual groups of people through the nonprofit work. But then if you start looking at statewide kind of measures of the opportunity gap, we really have not, as a society, made a big dent in that in the last few years. In fact, whether you call looking at opportunity or inequality, these problems are getting worse. So we at SVP are really trying to work with others and, and really kind of focus in on strategies that we think are going to have the most impact going forward. If you could snap your fingers and make one cultural change happen within SVP, what would it be and why? Uh, I would love for SVP to become much more diverse. Uh, in terms of the people. We've made progress along those lines, but 
I think there's no substitute for lived experience and you know, having the people that you are trying to support be in the room, be involved in the decision-making and, and in the processes. And so we, like a lot of organizations, are on a DEI journey, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, you know, I would love to be able to snap my finger and have a, engage a lot more people and leaders of color and a much wider range of people from a income and background kind of standpoint, because I think that would make our work much, much better, much more effective. And plus, if we're going to solve some of these problems, we need to be able to work together as a community and as a state around these issues. It's not going to happen if we just kind of ask somebody, you know, either in government or in the private sector or in philanthropy to kind of come up with a solution. That never works. It kind of has to be led, doesn't it, by people who are in that environment. So thinking about the culture in your business, would you say that SVP has a stated higher purpose? If so, what is it and how did you arrive at it? We have, it's very interesting, Claire, we have kind of a dual focus at SVP. One is kind of externally focused around the impact that we would like to have, which is our focus on closing the opportunity gap and and narrowing the uh, education and income divides in Connecticut. So that's one pillar. And the other pillar is really on behalf of our SVP individual partners, helping them on their journeys in terms of philanthropy and community engagement. So we really do a lot of education and direct hands-on project work to provide our partners with the learning and with the tools and with the connections to be able to further their own personal journeys so that we can actually collectively have, you know, greater impact. What is the hardest part of staying true to that purpose? I think the hardest part is these problems that we're trying to solve are really difficult problems. And so uh, we need to be very open-minded and patient in developing solutions around these problems. It's not going to happen overnight. We have to be willing to be involved on a long-term basis. And it does take resources to be effective. And so we, like a lot of nonprofits, we need to be able to fundraise and we need to be able to scale ourselves. Our goal, Claire, is to be truly a statewide organization. Today, we're nearing 200 partners. Um, I would like to, in a couple of years, be more than 500 partners. And we have learned already that as this network gets larger and as it becomes more inclusive, the work that we're able to do is just much more significant and impactful. Uh, we would not have a chance right now to work with government, for example, if we hadn't scaled from a few years ago, 40 people to 200 almost. Through government, of course, you make such big changes statewide. So when you're not working, Mark, which doesn't sound like you have much downtime, but when you do, what do you like to do to relax? You're right, Claire. It's uh, This work can easily be kind of all-encompassing, especially in these COVID times. But um, love to be outdoors, love to travel, love to uh, play golf. I uh, love to be with my family. I, I love reading. So, you know, it's it's important to stay balanced because, you know, we all have to be around here healthy and, you know, engaged, you know, with our 
families and communities for the long term. Yeah, I was listening to the radio yesterday, in fact, and there was a fantastic piece about how on an aeroplane before they take off, they inform you that in, in the case of a, an emergency situation, put your oxygen mask on first before you try and help others. So you're right. I think that that balance between doing such great work and actually having some downtime for yourself, you know, that self-care, if you like, is so, so important. Absolutely. You know, I, th- I think, you know, whether it's exercise, you know, and physical health, health, mental health, obviously, and and really kind of the people connections, family-wise and friend-wise. That's really kind of what will keep us all healthy over the long term. So that's really critical. Okay, to finish up then, Mark, tell me, I want you to uh, get your crystal ball out and tell me a little bit about your plans for the next five years or even the next 10 years, not just for SVP and your projects that you are working on, but also for you, for Mark. Uh, that's a hard question, Claire. We just have been going through a strategic planning process for SVP. And so part of what we're doing over the next at least three years is really trying to sharpen our focus in areas of education and workforce development and become more effective, I would say, in terms of measuring our progress in some of these areas. I think we are on the verge with the work with the Governor's Workforce Council and other work in communities to really do something significant over the next few years in the state on workforce development. And that is very important in terms of providing opportunities for people. We believe that only through quality jobs and careers can we really solve poverty or help people who are having a difficult time making ends meet. So I think that is a really critical area. I believe we can really make a big difference in early childhood education. That's gonna be another area of focus for us. Uh, If we could have all kids in Connecticut ready for kindergarten and not have an achievement gap when they start kindergarten, that would make a huge difference in terms of eliminating the achievement gaps at all years because we've learned that children that are behind in kindergarten oftentimes never catch up. So in terms of SPP, I think there's some real opportunities in those areas as well as building this community to be just even more involved and engaged at a grassroots level in our communities and with businesses. Uh, We want to provide businesses an opportunity to engage more deeply in their communities and to see much more in the way of private-public partnerships at a statewide level to solve some of the biggest issues. Personally, uh, i plan on staying deeply involved uh, in one way or another with social venture partners and also uh, in the next several years, assuming we get past this nasty pandemic, uh, I'd love to travel and see more of the world and be able to spend more time with friends in all different places, face to face, not just on Zoom calls. Oh, hallelujah to that. I'm with you, Mark. (laughs) Right. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure. How can people find out more about SVP and what you guys are up to? Do you have a website at all? We do. They can go to socialventurepartners.org slash Connecticut. Uh, I know that's long, but if you also Google Social Venture Partners Connecticut or SVP Connecticut, you'll find us. And we have a small staff that you can reach out to and would be happy to get you engaged if you're interested in getting involved in this work. Fantastic. Mark, thank you so much for your time on this edition of The Curious Capitalist. Your time is much appreciated. Don't forget to check out that website, socialventurepartners.org forward slash Connecticut. Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Claire. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the latest installment of The Curious Capitalist. 
For more information, you can visit the website, connecticut.consciouscapitalism.org.